You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Well, if you're new to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, welcome. We're so glad you finally found us. Yeah, glad to have you here. Where you been all our lives? <laughs> <laughs> the seven and a half years of this show. Um, it's better with you here with us now. Mm, so true. thank you for finding us and, and hanging out with us and becoming part of the nation uh, where we love to hear from um, all the people that listen and what's going on in their world and the questions that they have and that they jump on iTunes and rate and review the show or do that on Spotify or iHeartRadio or all the different ways that you helping us spread the word helps increase the nation and everybody gets better. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that translates into better sex. But we also want to hear from you. 214-702-9565 is how you can let us know what's going on in your mind or questions that you have that you would like us to cover. And Pam, you know, in June, Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway happens, you know, next month. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting pumped for it there's one slot left uno slotto if anybody still wants to come it's not too late smr uh actually sexymarriage.net forward slash smr getaway yep that's how you can come join us and we want to see you there thanks to scentbird for supporting sexy marriage radio and with an exclusive offer just for our listeners you can get 50 percent off your first month today that's only seven dollars and fifty cents for your first fragrance Go to scentbird.com slash SMR and use my code SMR for 50% off your first month. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, a couple of your questions and our answers where we're talking about the systemic dynamics and then the nuances when it plays out in your sex life with novelty mm, or yeah. uh, pressure or you know all the different mm-hmm. dynamics that happen. Uh, when it comes to married sex. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, twice as long, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. We're going to have a conversation about is sexual addiction even real? Wow. And there's a lot of listeners out there that are going, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so some interesting things in the Community, right? in the re- the, well, the it, research community. Yeah, I just did a deep dive into some of the uh, latest research, mm-hmm. and I was a little behind in some of this research, mm-hmm. and so it's finally all started to gel in my mind, and mm-hmm. so we're going to have a conversation about okay. about the good. terminology, and if you want to know more, join the Extended or the mm-hmm. Academy, and you can learn more. Okay. All that's coming up on today's show. Hi. Uh, sorry, I really like you guys' the show. Uh, I go through periods of binge-watching. It's awesome. It helps me in my life at home. Anyway, one of the questions I have for you is you guys always say to be, you know, to lead with the changes in yourself. The question I have is what do you do when you try to make those changes and those changes are seen as threatening rather than a positive change in yourself? You know what I mean? Interpretation is is everything to everyone. But when I think I'm trying to do something that's 
mainly positives, such as going to the gym. And my partner then sees that as, you know, an opportunity for me to stray from the relationship or changes that will later on down the road lead me to change and leave. Um, granted, I know that comes from insecurities and whatnot, but yeah, how, I guess my question is, how can I do my best to say, I don't like myself. I need these changes to like myself again. Yeah, that's all. Have a good day. Oh, the world of trying to create a change and it not being applauded necessarily by a partner. Right. Now, this is an absolutely fabulous call because you're not alone out there. <laughs> There's a lot of people. And, I, and I'm curious how early on in the change this is um, because I think that especially early on, this can get met with resistance. Absolutely. Um, and But I think you also have to hear very clearly that because of the nature and the dynamic of a system, this kind of struggle is normal. Mm-hmm. This thing happens because okay. just the pressure of a system and the way it goes when one person wants to implement a change, the system wants homeostasis. It wants what it knows, mm-hmm. right? It wants the normal. It wants, I mean, the best, let's, let's do a quick little macro aerial view. The easiest description of the dynamics of a system is your thermostat in your home. Okay. Right? So you set it, and its job is to keep it at whatever you've set it at. Okay. That's the way a thermostat works. Well, that's the way systems are. We like normal and routine because it creates a comfortable environment and it's predictable and as human beings we don't like a whole lot of unpredictability and unknown Mm -hmm. and so when once we find this level of a system then we enjoy it we can rest in it and we can be comfortable problem is when i stay in that too long i get end up being bored or monotonous or Mm. start getting lazy or there's a lot of different negatives that can happen from it So anytime one person in that system and dynamic wants to implement a change, it's going to put a struggle on the other partner, which often then leads straight into some of their fears, their insecurities, their uncertainties, their discomforts, things that they don't want to do. And so they oftentimes will send change back messages, which is the whole, I don't like you going there. I don't want you doing that. I don't, you know, the... In some of the stuff I've written, and then on one of the online courses I've got of Married Life 911, there's a video uh, about Steve and Michelle, who are both a little overweight. Right. And Steve decides he's going to start working out, and he starts losing some weight, and he starts looking better. He starts choosing a little bit better diet plan. Well, Michelle starts to get threatened by that because she's starting to notice Steve's getting some attention mm-hmm. from other women, whereas before she could always rest in the comfort of, She loved him, and she thought he was great, but other women necessarily weren't drawn to him like he started to become being drawn to, Mm -hmm. which threatened her. And so she can either, this is just the way a system goes, she can either try to get him to change back or join him in the change or risk the relationship not going on, not going forward. Which would be extreme. Sure. But the, these are just the dynamics of systems. Mm-hmm. 
And so a lot of times what we'll do is if we want to, we send change back messages, which in that case, Michelle would show up with her, their favorite ice cream and say, Hey, let's, I've got our show all cued, mm -hmm. ready to binge. Here's our favorite ice cream. Join me. Right. Cause she's trying to get him to go back to what was comfortable. Yeah. Or she could start to confront some things and realize, you know what? Maybe I could get a little healthier. Maybe I could get, you know, look at some of my things. Maybe I could just do some different things too. They're kind of in line. It doesn't necessarily take away the fear of the attention he's drawing, which is what he's our caller's talking sure, about. Sure, sure. She's coming out of an insecurity because she's afraid if he goes and starts looking better, other people will notice, which is true. They will. But it still comes down to an integrity character thing on just because other people notice, does that mean you go act out? Right. So it's seeing it as how you view it and, and your rationale matters, how they see it, it comes down to, do you respond to that and succumb to that, or do you just confront it better? Right. You've got to be able to confront it better. You, I mean, his comment was, I don't like me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you, when it comes down to it, ideally, hopefully she comes around to wanting to be married to someone who likes who they are as a person. Right. And this is a transition that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen over a month. This is a longer period of time. I'm assuming maybe he's invited her to come to the gym if he wants. Maybe that's a date night for him. Maybe that's maybe. something new. Hey, hey, baby, let's create not, a new normal. And if not, maybe that's a great way to do it. Yeah, maybe that's a great way to get her to... Um, Potentially overcome a security. I don't know. It's not his responsibility to to make her overcome that insecurity, but he can invite her to join in that world. Right. It's not her. It's not his responsibility to help her with her insecurity, but I think it is his responsibility to acknowledge it. Yeah. To to deal with it, to see yeah. it, to see it better, and that's the, he answered his question at the end with his statement of, you know, I'm doing this for me. Because this would help me like me better. Yeah. There's your answer. Yeah. And the more you start to see it as, I realize this puts pressure on you because it's, by the way, you're responding, you're unsure. And so maybe there's some things I could still do that help address those concerns a little more. Yeah. As in, come with me to the gym if you're concerned. Come, you know, I'll, you can be a part. I'll, here's my phone. You can, you know, you yeah. can be a little more transparent, possibly, if there's a s concern. Because one of the thoughts that comes to my mind as a therapist is, is there reasons for her concern? Sure. Are there things that have happened in the past that now could be resurfacing? And so that's all data that's got to be dealt with. Sure. But even if there's not, we all have insecurities and we have to then start to realize if my system is challenging me to grow. If I want to be better within my system, I have to grow too. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of this dynamic. And so the more you can just be upfront about that and, and, and not dance around it and just say, look, I get it that this is a discomfort, discomforting to you. So I can help you in some regards, but the other, otherwise we have to just keep this out in the open as much as we can while we each work to better ourselves. Yeah. If she's got insecurities, there's, I mean, he can be tender to it. He can um, be aware of it so that uh, tone and communications are uh, 
address that, right? Mm-hmm. So he he you don't want him to be aloof to the fact that she may have some some concerns sure. or some insecurities. Yeah, don't be flippant about it. Don't, yeah, don't be flippant at all. Um, but and so that's where you come in and reinforce. I I want to be healthier. You know, I want to be stronger. I want to look better than what I've been looking like because life has caught up to me. Mm-hmm. Love it if you join me. Um, but I love you. <laughs> you well, know, that's where you reinforce the baby. I'm about you. I yeah, love you, but I got to take care of my health too. I think I think you learn how to then use that to your advantage as the person trying to uh, implement the change. Where. Hey, I'm, I don't like me as much. And this is something that helps me start to get in a little bit better comfort in my own skin. And baby, I want to share this with you. You get the benefit of this because I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is with you for me. Mm-hmm. And the more I can start to use that, at least it's out in the open. And I think that's the best route yeah. for any kind of this dynamic change. But realize this pressure that happens is what naturally happens in a system. Yeah. So there's no way around it. There's mm-hmm. only ways through it. Mm-hmm. With Scentbird, we found a way to have great taste and mix up the fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, Versace, Scentbird can keep you smelling good month after month, just like it does us. Mm-hmm. Because you can have a chance to experiment and end up with whatever it is that you are looking for based on the season and the time. Mm-hmm. And then you also get to avoid... The half-used bottles that can litter the shelf with the normal routine. So with Scentbird, it keeps you smelling great all month long. It's usually about a small 120 spray mm-hmm. average. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is, once that thing's done, new ones show up right at your door. And it keeps you smelling great all month long. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription for perfumes and colognes. With more than 450 designer brands to choose from, you can get new ones each month. Try it. It's the real deal. And with the exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com forward slash SMR and use the code SMR for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T bird.com forward slash SMR. For you to try your first perfume or cologne for only $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. Hey, Corey, this is Jack from Jack and Molly. I just have a question. Me and my wife were going over the issue of pressure-free sex. Is there really such a thing as pressure-free sex? For both parties to be completely feel unobligated, unpressured, any of that. I don't believe it's there is such a thing. So if you could maybe address this or enlighten me, I'd like to know your input. Thank you and have a nice day. Well, Jack, I don't know how much more enlightened you can be because I'm going to be right in line with you. Yeah. <laughs> that is there such a thing as pressure-free sex? No. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think though, Pam, that if you're both really on the higher desire scale and both really interested it's more free flowing within that pressure and that pressure doesn't wreak as much havoc but i think there's still pressure there i would say there's still a a pressure there there's some sort of um either a feeling of performance or feeling of wanting to make sure that you're providing 
whatever your spouse wants or needs within the experience right? or hoping you get to that level, you know, oh, they're doing the wrong thing there. I really wish they would have stayed on this last pressure point or, um, no, I don't know how it's totally pressure free. Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of like what we did with the first segment that there's just pressures built into a dynamic and it's just a question of do those pressures wreak havoc and there can be, um, diminishing, and, and, and troublesome, or are they pressures that you can just adapt with and flow with a little better, which would make it feel like you could possibly create a scenario where sex does have more of the free flow, follow the connection. And it did, and it did feel effortless because every couple that's been married for a while and been going at this sex game for a little while with each other has probably had moments or whole interludes together where it was like, okay, that just flowed really well. Sure, that I'm was, not saying there's that was not a pressure-free, quote unquote. Right. But if you look at it through the entirety of the lens of marriage, I think there's always pressure. It's because one of you wants more than the other. One of mm. you wants a different kind than the other. One wants more novelty or erotic or taboo or oral or whatever it could be. When that's pressure, because the other partner senses that they know that, and do they give it to you or not? That's pressure. Yeah. So I don't know if it's possible to create something. It's pressure-free. I think it's more a better question is how can we each be better to address this pressure so we don't get the negative side of it as much, but actually use it to our advantage to each seek what we want and what what my partner wants. Yeah, don't be consumed by it and think that just because the word pressure here sounds like a, a real negative connotation, and it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, it can it can just be. Um, Something, I don't know, call it a, a sexual tension or whatever it could be that just strives you to maybe do something better right? or get outside a comfort zone. That's when we really find growth and enjoyment. If we're comfortable all the time, right. where's the growth and excitement in that? Right. And I think maybe that's what makes some of this so good is that it is pressure. It does get through potentially some anxiety or get us out of a comfort zone um, because our spouse kind of forces us there and that just can add to the excitement. So maybe I don't want it to be pressure free. (laughs) Maybe. Well, so frame it this way then as we end this segment, there's pressure that exists in our mind. That's just the dynamic. And our mind is a good point right there. Fair enough. (laughs) Sometimes it's between our relationship too. It's it's two people. Sure. So that's where I want to end it is, do I want the pressure? How do I recognize the pressure between us? And how do I recognize the pressure within me? Mm, because true. those are two different things going on at the same time. True. And a lot of times, if I've got some pressure that I don't want to face within me, I'll make it between us. And then I can easily make my spouse the bad guy. Yeah. And well, you just want rather than, no, maybe I need to move that to an internal of, what is this that's being required of me and asked of me? And how could this possibly be something that generates something better for us and for me? Yeah. So it's, where do I want to see it? What dimension do I want to operate in? And the more I see that, Jack, the more maybe I get to taste and challenge the growth for both of us. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. My name is Nicole from Cleveland, Ohio. First of all, thank you so much for your show. Um, it is much appreciated and gives me a lot of comfort and hope in my marriage. And I have been married for almost eight years now, and we have a three-year-old son. And 
I'm going through a season of feeling as though my husband and I are leading separate lives together, if that makes sense at all. Um, I am advancing in my career and very motivated, whereas he is not, and it makes it difficult on the end of desire, um, and he openly states that he wants to have more sex, but with this outlook on life, it makes it difficult for me um, to give in to that um, as he doesn't put forth much effort toward toward his job or foreplay or anything around the house, and I feel like all the weight is on my shoulders, and then asking for more sex on top of it seems to be a lot for me to handle. Um, and I was wondering if, if hopefully there's an end in sight to this season in life, um, and if this is somewhat normal at this stage in the game with a young child, a marriage less than 10 years old. Um, thanks for any advice you guys may have, and God bless you both. Thank you. Well, in some regards, she's right on task in the sense that when you're dealing with married life 10 years in with children to boot and careers and bills and just things that we own, uh, there is a season to this that it can seem like can be so oppressive and she even nailed it in a pretty good descriptive phrase of we live separate lives together. Yeah. Because it's very easy to have that happen in marriage. It is easy to have that happen. Uh, let me ask you this, though. It, it's easy to have that happen and just let it continue. Yes. To get out of that, don't you think people have to be intentional? That's the best route forward. Yes, is, is being intentional. And this starts with one person being intentional mm -hmm. that it's it's easier by far when both people become intentional with it but a lot of times just like we've talked about the last two segments already the pressure that you can implement on the system and on the relationship by you being intentional can lots of times go a long way mm -hmm. in making it clear of here's what's going on here's it because what she's saying from what i'm hearing is um they're falling victim to the fact that he's still the higher desire, but he does not recognize that all of married life is foreplay. Because if I don't conduct myself in good ways that are drawing my wife in that have nothing to do with sex, and this is the same counsel happens to wives too. Sure. That if I don't have a drive of if I don't have good responsibility and good ethics and just good, the way I conduct myself with discipline of yeah. life, that sends a signal that can be very counter to eroticism in sex. Right. Right. In marriage. Yeah. So he's, he, he could easily do the whole, I could woo her and I could do all these things, but it only comes when it's time for sex rather than realizing all of my life is foreplay when we're talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not picking up a woman at a bar. Mm -hmm. She knows me. She sees behind the curtain. And if she doesn't like that, that will hit desire. Yeah. Right? If there's characteristics that are happening, and these are actionable characteristics. These are not character defects. Right? Right. These are, these are things that you do. Right. That are demonstrative, that you see them. And so if he's if he's the one asking the question, our, our, our conversation is completely different. Oh, sure. Because 
we can speak directly to him. But if he's not, since he's not the one. Well, if he's asking from his, and he's seeing himself in the same perspective, she sees it. Okay. That's one point That's of view. more than half the battle right, right there. Right. Maybe he doesn't see it in the same perspective as her. So for her, what I'm hearing, and she seems like she's on the path already because she at least recognizes it. Yeah. And she sees, look, we've got a huge dilemma because you're wanting you you are wanting more sex with me, but the way in which you're acting with life with me isn't drawing me to you. Yeah. And that needs to be framed. Yeah. That way. That you you need to recognize, honey, that this route in which you're going that's almost like water, the ease what's the path of least resistance to still get what you want isn't drawing me into you. Right. And I feel like I'm carrying all the burden and I feel like I'm carrying more weight than I want to be. And I realize, and this is the complexities, Pam, of he's the higher desire for sex. She sounds, she's like the higher desire for um, just general life drive mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. That there's something as far as the, the, the goals, the career goals, mm-hmm. the responsibility goals, all of that. There's, that still fits in the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so it can easily, you can see those as counter hurting each other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so you got to look at it through the lens of, okay, wait, does he have to match or, or supersede my desire for drive and all of a sudden have this huge career? Because even if he does that, the cost to that is now you guys both have more stuff on your plate as far as time and burden and the stress that comes along with that route. And you're just trading problems for problems. Yeah, and, and who knows necessarily what it is she's looking for there, but um, that's where, yes, Nicole, it is normal, but you got to start addressing it too. To the the quicker you start addressing it, the quicker it starts turning around, and both of you can start working on what you need to work on, right? right. And if he doesn't realize that, Really, from what it sounds like, I don't. Um, I may be putting words in your mouth, but from what it sounds like, the respect level for the spouse has has kind of gone down a notch because it sounds like he's right. There's not a motivation that you're seeing um, coming from him, and you want to see that from him. You want to see your husband be motivated, whether in his career to or to be uh, a strong dad or a strong husband, and and back you up. So you have to have some tough conversations, number one, to start setting a baseline. Yep. Right? What else, what's the next so, thing well, you do, okay. Corey? There, there might even be a, a step before that, that you might okay. need to be doing some examining of what are the qualifications of what would determine a drive? Because what I'm thinking is we've got to get out of stereotypes here. Okay. And I'm, this is going to be, I'll, I'll own this full on. This is coming from our lens in, in our in our relationship, sure, with you and I, that when when you had children, we what when we decided that I would be primary with the kids because you're more of the, you were more on the career track, uh-huh. at, for sure. When the kids came around, and yep. even in some regards, still now, as far as the re, the job you do now requires more away from the home than my job does because I can be more flexible with my time. Sure, but that means. If you were to do apples to apples of career comparison drive between us, it would be easy to say, well, as the man, you should be the one that's doing blah, 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 rather than wait, 
I can still uphold my side of the equation, relationally speaking, by taking care of the house better, by taking care of the kids better, by doing life with you better. And that takes both of us getting more comfortable with that framework. Sure. To not see it as, well, but you're not climbing a corporate ladder. Right. right. That's a couple by couple basis. Absolutely. But that's where you have to start to examine, okay, what is it? What is this drive that I'm really looking for? Because okay, it yeah. could be she's thinking he needs to be the one that's the major breadwinner and he needs to be the one that wants to get to the top of the corporate chain and all that. When in reality, maybe that's her mm-hmm. and not him. And sometimes just a shift of that, of how am I viewing this and what am I looking for? I got to challenge that. That's a good point. To see yeah. that and then bring it forward and say, look, because here's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means I need to examine this better too. And we're both dealing with this better. Mm-hmm. And now that increases the, the possibilities of desire for each of us. Sure. And so there's there's the two steps. This is how we ended with, with Jack. There's pressure in the relationship and then there's pressure internally. Yeah. And where am I? I got to do both. Okay. And when I can do that, at least be clear about what's between us. Mm-hmm. And then here's the negative things that are coming from it that I see. And then you see what their next step in response to that is. Hey, this is Becky. I was calling to um, just give my experience with the entitlement saying, I'm sorry, I'm late on um, calling in about this. I'm a few weeks late. But um, yeah, I definitely thought. I was entitled to all of my husband's free time, and um, I guess I kind of still do, because um, I I guess in my I'm thinking when we got married, he promised himself to me and all that he had and all that he is and he he belongs to me or something like that I guess, and um, so if he's like just sitting doing something fun and it doesn't include me, then I I guess I'm thinking he should be spending time with me because I married him. But I hadn't ever thought of that as entitlement. So now I'm rethinking that I shouldn't be thinking that, that his, his time belongs to him and he can give it to me if he wants, but I guess I'm going to have to think on that some more. So thanks for helping me rethink something that's been kind of bugging me uh have a good day bye becky you are most welcome i love that becky just thinks out loud Mm -hmm. and wrestles and comes to pretty good conclusions yeah she does in that if my spouse's time is really theirs and they give it to me what a much better gift that that is Mm -hmm. than if i'm owed it that's right we're gonna leave it at that if we left something undone uh, we want to know 214-702-9565 is the way you can call in. I love that the nation is making some calls and asking their questions and giving us their feedback. You can also send us an email feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thank you for taking the time out of your day each and every week to spend a little bit of it with us. We'll see you next time.